This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We live in just one beautiful reality. We're used to talking, of course, about two ways of approaching and understanding of reality, but of course, science and Christianity are mutually exclusive, and neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is, because theism and atheism both are belief systems. Neither science nor any religion has the key to understanding our one reality, but we know now that when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a wonderfully complete picture of what actually is going on. And what we hear from the dead about our one reality is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. And I, I might add a lot of other scientific stuff as well as coming into play. It all fits together. And that has to be the greatest discovery in all of human history. Our guests today are my wonderful, wonderful friends, Carol and Mikey Morgan. Mikey, as many of you know, is a very advanced being who died on this level at the age of 20, so he could communicate through his mother and help us to better understand our one reality. That's his mission, and I have heard him answer hundreds of questions about, and some of them rather esoteric questions, about the afterlife and about what's going on. I have never heard Mikey make a mistake, and Carol, bless her heart, I love you, Carol, Carol's clueless, so that has to have been coming from the real guy. Uh, Carol, Carol is, is, has the difficult task of being a mother to somebody who is a very advanced being right from the level right below the source and still her little boy. Welcome, Carol, and welcome, Mikey. Thanks so much, Roberta, for having us back on your show. We like to be here. <laughs> well, I love to have you here. Um, I, I tell people that I, I have a friend who uh, is a very advanced being from the level right below the source. Um, and uh, he's, I, I kind of want to say he's inconveniently dead, but actually, thank you, Mikey. It's actually very convenient to us, not to his parents, not to his family, but to us, to all of the rest of us, that he has chosen to leave early because he is able to tell us things about our reality that we could never learn otherwise. I mean, Mikey is a tremendous resource. And I want to say just at the start, before we start talking about what we what we had had on the, the agenda for today, I want to say that Carol and Mikey have talked about doing a book. And my hope is this time next year, you'll have a book written by a sixth level of just below the source being a very advanced being. He calls himself Mikey from the teaching level. Uh, who's also a twenty, a very, very happy and carefree twenty-year-old, and the way he expresses himself and the things he has to tell us are extraordinary. So he's writing a book, and you should watch for that. It should be out by a year from now. 
So, Carol, what we're, we're talking about today is something uh, which right now is very much on my mind because my book, The Fun of Staying in Touch, has just come out. Um, we're, we're excited about this book in part because uh, I had expert uh, counsel in writing this book. My resource was Mikey. There were things I wanted to understand about how the dead gave us signs. You know, how do they do this? They manipulate our reality. That's pretty clear that they're able to do this. How do they do it? Well, fortunately, I had an expert consultant, and that was my wonderful, wonderful dear friend, Mikey. So, so tell me, Carol, what you were going to talk to him some more about signs. And what, what else does he have to tell us? Uh, and I'll, go, I'll say a little later in the program what he told me about the kinds of signs I was most interested in. Well, he is, again, he's very strong about, you know, the connections of really how close they are to us, that these heavenly and afterlife dimensions, whatever term you want to use to call the next place where we actually is truly our home, is actually all around us and very close. And simply by alternating their frequency of how they vibrate, because we're all energy, um, that is what gives them the ability to communicate with us and pull off the crazy fun signs that they <laughs> do to let us know that they truly still exist and are very much alive. And those connections never end. They're there. And the more open you are to it, you realize that, you know, it can occur <clears throat> fairly frequency, fairly frequent, and it can be a lot of fun and it helps relieve the grief. It helps bring hope. And that's what's so important because the grief journey is such a difficult one. Uh, one of the things that uh, was really a highlight of the conference that we had in July was was Carol, who I, I don't think you expected to be the hit that you were, but you really were a hit. Uh, Carol demonstrated, uh, talked about the, her experiences losing um, Mikey, who died. When, when, did, when, when did he die? It was about this it time was of September. Of, 22nd of 2007. 2007. So seven years, just about now. Uh, she got mm -hmm. the worst news that any mother could ever get. Um, he had been uh, killed in a rollover uh, of, an, of an ATV, I guess. Uh, or, or, and uh, nobody else was hurt. Uh, he right. it was just, Mikey was killed instantly. Mike had told his mother later. We all plan our lives and we plan exit points. He told his mother that he was having fun on this level, so he took the last exit point he had planned into that lifetime, and that was at the age of 20. That's the earliest I've ever heard anyone plan. But um, it, Carol went through a, a process of learning how to communicate with Mikey by pendulum, uh, a mother deep in grief and um, led, obviously, by her son to the right people, um, Sally Baldwin and um, what, what was the name of her foundation or the, the group? It was, that... it was called the Dying to Live Again Foundation, and That's I don't right. think it exists any longer, but there are still people from that foundation that are around trying to continue on with some of her work. But Carol found to her amazement that she could communicate with Mikey by pendulum. Now, I didn't believe in pendulums. For a minute, I never believed. Pe I, I mean, it would be too easy to fake it. It looked, you know, it looked clumsy to me too. Why? Why would any advanced being or anybody at all who was dead communicate by pendulum when there were easier ways? But what I learned in in meeting Carol and seeing her communicate with Mikey was that Carol's not psychic. 
But Carol has a deep, loving connection with her son, who is a very powerful being. So when a very powerful being has a loving connection with someone who's not psychic, it turns out a pendulum is a, a dynamic way for them to communicate. And Carol demonstrated this at the conference, uh, the, the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies conference at Scottsdale in July, which was a fantastic success. And she was one of the reasons. I mean, people were gathered around her. She was a very popular speaker. She's Actually, you're a dynamic speaker. I never knew that about you, Carol, before. But, but <laughs> well, there were, thank you. I, I, I had fun doing it, that was for sure. I was meeting people who had been to her, uh, first to her talk and then to her workshop, and, and, and then they, they had actually gone to their rooms with pendulums and, the, and this, the little circles that were given out and communicated with their children. And they were, uh, they were astonished that they were able to do this. Um, it it it's a, turns out to be actually a very efficient way for for parents, especially it seems to be to communicate with their children. And there was one story I have to tell this story, Carol. There was one story um, uh, uh, that came out of it. A, a woman absolutely didn't. She said, "I could see she's swinging that pendulum. She doesn't know what she's doing." Uh, but you know, I can I can see that that's not real. So then this Carol ended her. Um, presentation with a, a, spe- a song that has a very special meaning for her and her son. What's the, what's the, the name of the well, song? Well, actually, the song, during my presentation, it, it's the key sign of, of Mikey telling me what was happening, and it was the song My Sweet Lady by John That's Denver. Right. My Sweet Lady, yes. That's, that's how Mikey thinks of his mother, My Sweet Lady by John Denver, a song I had never heard before. This is not necessarily a prominent song, shall we say. So this, this woman skeptic went to lunch after she had um, been to the, the presentation that Carol did. She walked into the restaurant, and what began to play in the restaurant was My Sweet Lady by John Denver. And so she went back to Carol afterwards. She said, I give up. <laughs> I see it's real. Now, songs are a specialty of Mikey's, right? He does them fairly yes, often. Yes, they are. And, and actually what happened there was it was a musician. It was a one-man guitar player. Oh, even better. And th- this lady told me that, you know, when she walked in there, that was the first song that this musician played. And after the fact, she went up to him and she said, excuse me, sir, but was that song on your playlist today? And she and he said, "Well, no, not really." He said, um, "I played it before." He said, "I wasn't really planning on playing it today, but all of a sudden, I just started to play it." Oh, well, Lord. this is a, a and she and she said that was all she needed. She held her glass <laughs> up and said, "Mikey, I believe your mom now. I believe this is true." And this is <laughs> a great, great example of a wonderful way. Mikey can manipulate, and our loved ones can manipulate to make a sign like this to occur. This woman who was in my presentation told me she was talking out loud to her friend who she was going to the restaurant with that she didn't believe this. Now, (laughs) Mikey heard this, now because he was at my presentation, of course, and he heard this, and he proceeded to monitor them where they were going and he took advantage of that situation and he put the thought into this musician's head to play this song to prove to this woman 
that this is real. Now, wow. you know, they can do this. They can put thoughts into people's heads to say something to us or to do something. And you wonder, wow, how could that possibly happen? Well, they have that ability to put thoughts into our minds telepathically. And that is what Mikey did to that musician to prove to this woman that what is happening between him and I was real. And I'll tell you, when that gal, well, you were there too, Roberta. When she saw me that next day, she was just going crazy with it. And, And what a sign, you know? Oh, yeah. Fabulous. But Mikey does this for you a lot, right? Yeah, You, you said he yes, frequently he gives you song signs. Yeah, he frequently gives me song signs. In fact, you know, he was a DJ when he was here on Earth, and he was huge into what songs say and the messages that they give. And he continues to tell me that much afterlife information actually can be given through music. And the lyrics, you should pay attention attention to lyrics of music because there's wonderful messages that can be within those words and and Mikey loves to communicate that way um he's he did that that was his first sign to us was through music and he continues to do this and it and it really is almost every day that there's something crazy going on with music and so it's a fun way for them to communicate, and it's just one way. I mean, this is not coincidence. And for this lady at the conference, I no. mean, he knocked her socks off, and she said this was just the most amazing experience for her to have gone through that whole thing. So oh, yeah. how cool is that? <laughs> it's extraordinary. It really is. But Mikey, um, I quote Mikey directly in The Fun of Staying in Touch. Um, he he. Carol sat with her her circle and her pendulum, and uh, he explained through Carol uh, how song signs are given. And um, it turns out that they can actually do a lot. They can put ideas into people's minds, into a, a DJ's mind, for example. They can put an idea into your mind to change the station so that you get to hear a song that they know is on another station. Um, they can manipulate electronic, uh, you know, Muzak in an elevator or uh, in a in a store you walk into. So Mikey says, if you've just if you've recently lost a loved one, pay attention to all the music around you because they're trying to get signs to you. And this turns out to be something they can do pretty well. He says it's that the fact that where they are, there's no time is really key to it. You know, here we're we're sort of in a clockwork lockstep minute by minute time. But uh, but that's not true where that where our loved ones are. So the beauty of it is they can uh, they can manipulate all kinds of music, whether the music is uh, someone playing it live, put an idea in his head, no, it wasn't on my playlist, but I suddenly thought I had to play it. That was Mikey telling someone in his mind what he should do. They could put an idea into your mind to turn and look at something, to look at a license plate that has their name on it or something. Um, I did, I, I'll tell you, I learned a lot in writing the fun of staying in touch, in part because I didn't realize until I started writing that book and actually... Mikey started being my consultant. I didn't realize that. I think I now have to say the dead can manipulate our reality in ways we cannot. Their minds are more powerful than our minds. Our, our bodies act as limiters on our minds. And uh, Mikey is an extraordinary teacher I, He because he makes things so simple. He's still that 20-year-old, but he has all this knowledge. 
Um, we're, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we're going to talk more about what uh, what Mikey is telling Carol, and uh, and this this glorious relationship. Uh, has a long way to go still. There's much he has to teach us. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Our guests today are Carol and Mikey Morgan, and we'll be right back. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Of course, past episodes of Seek Reality can always be downloaded for free in iTunes whenever you'd like to sort of share your day with us. We're happy to come along. And if you listen, I'd love it if you'd give us a review and a rating. We're talking today with Carol Morgan and her wonderful, extraordinary son and one of my closest friends, Mikey Morgan. Bless you, Mikey. We're so thank you for all that you do for us. Um, I, I hope he understands, Carol, that uh, we're, how grateful people are to him. Uh, he has friends he's not even aware he has, and he'll have many more when his book comes out. What an extraordinary being he is. This, one of the things that you talked about uh, that made it into the fun of staying in touch was when you and your family were on a trip. Tell us that story. And, uh, and Mikey, Mikey put an idea into this random DJ's head to say something. So we were on a trip going to Colorado and we had, you know, it was a time when we really needed a vacation and we're all in the car driving and we're listening to music and we were talking to each other about how much we needed this vacation and it's going to be just so great to go to Colorado and just relax a little bit. And out of the clear blue, this DJ on the radio says, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. And we just all turned and looked at each other and said, did you just hear that? I mean, that's from the old Life commercial from, right. I don't know how many years ago. 35 years, I checked. That's a 35-year-old serial commercial. The odds and, against you know, chance that, that, would ha- that, a, that a DJ would randomly say words from a 35-year-old serial commercial and you'd be listening are beyond calculation. Wow, and that was so crazy. And and what's pertinent with that, too, is Mikey, when he was a little boy, we would say that line to him because (laughs) we, of course, knew the commercial. And so he was very aware of that old commercial and that saying. And he would periodically even say that when he was younger. Hey, he likes it. Hey, Mikey and stuff. (laughs) So, I mean, it was... (laughs) It was oh, just Carol. a great sign. 
But, you know, there's some other signs in how they control things. I've got an example of a great sign. Um, I've got a close friend who's also lost a son. And they were driving up to his uh, college uh, campus, and it was fairly soon after his passing. And they were driving, and a car passes them, and there's a license plate that has his name on the license plate. And my friend saw it, but her husband missed it. And she said, oh, I'm telling you, that car, that car has this license plate in this car, she said, was going so fast that her husband, they couldn't catch up to this car. But as they drove down this this freeway, all of a sudden, there's two semis lined up parallel going Uh down the freeway, so they blocked the Uh road. So this car had to slow down, and they were able to pull up almost right behind the car because now the traffic is going much slower because of these two semis. And right. her husband, his dad, could now see the license plate. Yeah. So he also was able to see the sign that was so important. And this is an example of Mikey says, you know, we will yes. do our best to make this sign so you can see it. And we will alter what we need to. You know, they made it. That, that son made it so his dad could see that sign by having that truck trying to pass the other truck right before this car came. So it had to slow down so they could see it. Um, yeah, they can that's do what this. Mikey said. Yeah, that's what Mikey said that he, he, because he loves to give this kind of sign, uh, uh, a license plate or a, or a bumper sticker. And he said, oh, we, we can make cars slow down. We can cause traffic to be blocked. He, that made it into the, the fun of staying in touch as well. Um, the, this, this is something new to me. This, the fact that the dead are in such close contact with our minds, uh, especially the newly dead and the people who have a very close love connection with us. Uh, it, there is no such thing as a private thought. I think we have to accept that fact. And the dead can, will put a thought into our minds to, to do something, to be late, to be early, to, to uh, you know, it, thoughts into the trucker's minds. I've got to pass this other truck, and then they slow down. And they, These things are, are engineered by the dead. And that's new yeah. to me. I, in all my life, Carol, I, I, this is one of the many things Mikey has taught me. I didn't realize how powerful the minds of the dead are. But then you see it in other kinds of signs that they deliver. Um, you know, not just music, but they, they uh, will, will have a, a, a sign uh, on the highway. They'll notice a sign on the highway that we, they want us to see. So they'll arrange for us to go that way the next day and, uh, and be, glance at the, at the sign at the right time so that we see that, that sign. So if you've lost someone within the past year or so, it's important to be paying attention because nearly all of the dead, as best I can determine, will try to give us signs of their survival. And they'll stop pretty quickly if we just don't acknowledge those signs or if we say, oh, coincidence, that has to be a coincidence. I've actually seen statements from the dead saying, uh, upper level beings saying there are no coincidences. Everything that seems to be a coincidence uh, is, is being engineered from a higher level of reality. We are much, much more in touch with them, much more in contact with them than I ever realized, and really I think than almost anyone ever realized. And it's right. exciting. 
It really that is. They are very connected to us. And in regards to thoughts, but this is kind of a funny thing that I think, think people should remember, you know, uh, regarding the privacy of thoughts. You know, Mikey says, you know, Mom, we're, we're connected and, and all of this and everything. But he says, you know, think of Charlie Brown when there's that white noise, where, you know, where his mom will be talking to me like blah, 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 or whatever. Yes, yes, in other yes. words, what's not pertinent or, you know, they just, you know, it's like, he says, it's kind of like white noise to me. He says, I'm not tuned into absolutely everything. When things are pertinent, when they feel a sudden change in our emotion, that's when they become really more intense to what's going on, you know. So the everyday blah, blah, blah stuff, as Mikey calls it, um, is white noise to them. And, you know, it's not like they're, you know, nosing in on our every thought or whatever. I mean, it's not that intense. I mean, it's more related to our emotion and, and what's really, truly pertinent because the petty stuff like, you know, oh, I'm running late for work and I wonder, you know, that type of thing is not so much of a concern. But they are very much in tune to what we're doing and you know the loving connection is still very strong and I again I continue to talk out loud and and that works for me and I and I'm always thankful for the signs I get I'm I'm just very thankful and another thing they can do too as well as they can move things you know Mikey told me he wanted me to mention on the radio show the movie Ghost that yes. involves Patrick Swayze yes. and Whoopi Goldberg. And he says there's many things in that movie that actually are true on how they do things, whether moving pennies. I mean, it's obvious to me that they can move things just by watching my pendulum. I mean, it moves so distinctly and aggressively. It's obvious that their energy can move things. And so yes. that is a true concept that the, situation in that movie also where Patrick Swayze could see everything going on here, but they couldn't see him. That's another true aspect. Um, the vision he gave his girlfriend at the end, all those things are true things that are achieved that they can do. Communicating with a medium, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, another example, he says that movie is really a good movie on things that they can do from where they are. Wow, good. That's good to know. Um, yeah, because he was moving objects. I've heard a lot of stories about um, things that were moved um, or, or uh, that the, the dead were able to affect. I mean, they leave coins, for example. Um, I think some of the coins they leave are probably apports. And apports are apparently small items which are dematerialized at another time and place and rematerialized where we are. I don't know how they do it, but people have seen them arriving, and uh, they say they appear in air and just drop to the ground rather noisily, whatever it is that, that has being brought, is being brought in. I don't understand it, but it clearly happens. And they can move objects of considerable size. Uh, one woman told me that while she was watching it, uh, uh, a picture on her wall lifted off its hook, flipped in the air, and landed on the ground. And that she had she had lost her husband two weeks before. Uh, that's yeah, it is remarkable. Amazing what goes on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. yes, know. it's it's remarkable, but it's not to be feared. And I I think it's important to stress that uh, the the people who are doing these things are the people that love us. Love is the most powerful force that exists. 
by far. There's nothing even in second place. Correct. Mikey says it's just all about love, and love is truly the most powerful energy force that there is. And I wish someday, Roberta, that there would be a movie where they, you know, the one movie, Dragonfly, with Kevin Costner, was really pretty good about signs, but even Uh that movie made it so the sign was kind of spooky or kind of scary. They played that kind of scary music, and it's like, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish just once they would do a movie where the signs were, because they are loving gifts of hope for us to help us as we work through the grief here, because we are going to be with these loved ones. Again, this is just a temporary situation we're in right now. And so I think part of the scariness and woo spooky, spooky is because of the media and movies and what have you. And I just wish once they would do a feel good movie about, you know, hey, this is signs from our loved ones. And it's truly a wonderful gift that we are given. And if we if they would lift that fear out of it, it would just help people so much that are on the grief journey. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the, it's important for people to understand, um, as the geography of the greater reality exists, all of the dead are exactly where we are. But they're, it's as if they're on a higher channel of a television set. They're, all the energies are right in the same place, but they're at a higher vibratory rate. They can lower their vibratory rate very close to ours, which is how Mikey delivers his signs, how all of them deliver their signs. They get right down to our vibratory level. And in doing that, um, they we can't see that they're here, but they're loving, and we sometimes feel their loving energy. People will tell me that, that they can feel the energy of their loved one uh, when he or she comes close. But it's it clearly, this has been going on uh, for thousands of years. The dead have always been much more aware of us than we are of them. And, and distressed to see people grieving. I'm fine. I'm right here. But you can't see me. What can I do to show you uh, that I'm okay? Well, they've come up with leaving little objects, which is why we, we find coins now, nowadays, uh, uh, often pennies, but sometimes bigger. You know, don't you wish they'd leave dollars, but they usually don't. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but we also find feathers. Feathers are a very common sign. Well, you could tell that's an ancient sign. But people will people whose loved ones leave feathers, they'll find feathers all day long, all kinds of feathers, or sometimes feathers of the same bird. Uh, blue jays are a common one. If, if your loved one uh, loved blue jays, uh, you'll find blue jay feathers everywhere. Um, but that kind of thing, and insects too, spectacular insect swarms are another thing that Mikey can do and my mother turned out to be able to do. Usually it's dragonflies, which is Mikey's specialty, uh, or butterflies, probably because those are the kinds of insects we're more likely to notice. Um, but but uh, and, and he also can prompt people to give us gifts. Tell us about the, the dragonfly gift, pin gift that you got. Well, Mikey is huge in the dragonfly signs. I mean, we have had all kinds of dragonfly signs and um, one time I, and actually the green dragonfly is really of huge significance. It actually all started with the green dragonfly. But I was at an event. It was for my sister-in-law. <clears throat> I didn't, the only people I really knew there was more my sister-in-law and, and that family. And one of her work employees came up to me and she was wearing a green dragonfly pin. 
And I looked at her, and I'd never met this woman before. And she walked up to me, and she said, hi. And I said, hi. And I said, I, she introduced herself to me, and I introduced myself to her. And I said, I can't help but notice your, your pen. I, it's pretty. I said, I like it. It's very pretty. And she said, I'm going to give it to you because you need to have it. And I looked at her like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and she said, yeah. no. You need to have this pen, and I'm going to give it to you. I said, but I don't even know you. I said, I, I just, I mean, I don't, don't take this wrong. I just like, I mean, don't feel like you have to give your pen to me. She said, oh, no, no. I am supposed to give you this pen, and you need to have this pen. So she gave me this beautiful pen. I've never met the woman before, and I've never, I've maybe seen her once since at another event that was where my sister-in-law was. But the point of that, was this is Mikey says we can give our loved ones here gifts and that's how they do it where just randomly this person gave me this pin and I didn't even know who they were and I had another deal like this where a co-worker of mine was at her dental office and the office gal was wearing this beautiful dragonfly necklace and my friend says to her, oh, that's a beautiful necklace. And she says, well, do you have a deal with dragonflies? And she said, no, but my friend does. And she told her the dragonfly story. The lady, who I've never met before, took the necklace off, gave it to my friend and said, I want you to give this to your friend. She needs to have this. And, and she said, you're kidding. And she said, no, I want her to have this necklace. Please give this to her. So the next day at work, I come in and This friend comes over and says, you're not going to believe this, but the lady at the dental office insists that you should have this necklace. Now, what makes this happen? Well, Mikey says, you know, we can put, we can do and give gifts to our loved ones here in this manner by putting thoughts into people's heads of something like that. And they just randomly will do this. And People, you hear of people where, you know, a bouquet of flowers, I've heard this story where a woman who had just lost her husband, a bouquet of flowers came to her door by some florist, and there was no card of who it came from. After the florist, uh, you know, the delivery truck left, so she called the florist and said, you know, your florist delivered me this bouquet of flowers. I can't seem to find the card. I would like to send a thank you note to the person. Can you look in your records? Well, there's no record of the flowers. (laughs) So these are examples of how they can give us gifts here. By putting thoughts, you're having people do random things for us, you know? It's very amazing, really. It really is amazing, uh, but but this this is again because their minds are more powerful than ours. Our minds will be powerful when we don't have the restrictions of a body, um, but our minds are limited of necessity while we're here. We can't move matter with our minds. They can move matter there, and the more powerful ones uh, are able to do some fairly spectacular things on this level of reality. Um, we... Uh, also in the fun of dying, I talk about materializations. I mean, people, people see visions of their dead loved ones, and there even are, have been cases where someone known to be dead would, would, would come into a house. You could hug him. He was solid. He said, I love you, and then he would disappear. 
Um, that right. can happen too. The, the, uh, the fact that these things are not known by everybody is to me tragic because it means that a lot of our dead loved ones are trying desperately to give signs to people uh, who, who desperately need to have those signs, but they aren't aware that this is what the dead do. I, I had an email oh, years ago from a woman, uh, actually a girl. She was a, a teenager, and she'd lost her mother, and she was desperate to know if her mother was all right. And so I, I said, well, has anything strange happened? She gave me a whole list of things this poor, desperate mother had been doing from the, from the, the birds swooping in front of the windshield and things that you know were found in different places. All, I can't even remember all the things, but she gave me a whole catalog of things this mother had done, and this poor young girl still didn't really believe that her mother was alive because she didn't know those were the kinds of things the dead do. So I'm hoping as many people as possible will read <laughs> The Fun of Staying in Touch and then start paying attention because um, it's very important that we give them feedback. Another thing that, that my beloved friend Mikey did was to say, you got to say thank you aloud. You can't just think thank you in your mind. Yes, they can read your mind. But there's, the, there's an energy that comes from the fact that you speak aloud that, that strengthens that loving connection. Well, I didn't know that, but I certainly say that in the book. Right. He, you know, and I continue to talk to him out loud and I always have and I'm probably driving him crazy. <laughs> but anyway. Um, You're a mother. A mother's it. always a mother. <laughs> That's right. That's what I tell him. But anyway, um, you know, Mikey says, when we talk out loud, that's how we communicate here by talking. And that increases our intent or it truly tells them what our sincere intent is that we do believe it um we we are thankful for it it's just he says that's how we communicate here and there's just there's something with that there's something it has more i don't know if it's meaning or the the intent of of our of what we want and what we ask for you know and of course they do hear us telepathically too but certainly when we talk out loud, Mikey says, you know, he's definitely paying much more attention to me when I say, hey, Mikey, you know, and I'm talking to him out loud. I mean, it's definitely, there is something to that. And so I continue to do it. And first off, right after Mikey's accident, when I was talking out loud, that's when significant signs were really happening. And yeah. it, it correlated with me talking out loud. And so I continued to do so. And now that I have this ability to communicate with him like I do, I certainly can hear him telepathically now quite well. But I continue to talk out loud because it's just, it works for me and, it, and it's, it's real to me. It just seems so much more real to me because that is how we communicate here with each other in this dimension, you know, so... Okay. Unfortunately, we have to break again, but th this is um, a special fun, special treat for me to t talk with Carol and Mikey. Uh, always a joy. Uh, Mikey Morgan is someone I think of as one of my dearest friends. And of course, and Carol, you too. But this is Seek <laughs> Reality with Roberta Grimes. You, you are an eternal being. You never began. You never will end. When you really understand all the implications of that fact, it will change everything in your life. Our guests today are the wonderful Carol and Mikey Morgan, and we'll be right back.
Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with Carol Morgan and her wonderful son, Mikey, who is a sixth level being, um, a being who has achieved the level of spiritual growth right below the source. And what he says happened was that he and his mother planned before they either of them was born that he would have a brief lifetime to refresh his, uh, I guess, his connection with the earth. Uh, because he's a very advanced being. Uh, he, when we hear from upper-level beings, let's just say they don't sound like you and I, but he, he lived until the age of 20 on this level, and now he is, of course, back home and uh, communicating with his mother through pendulum, and he's still a fun-loving 20-year-old. He snowboards, he says. <laughs> so it, it, tell us what else he wanted us to know about signs and about communication. Carol, is there anything else he wanted us to know today? Well, he wants us to um, pay attention to, well, certainly when you talked about the insects and <laughs> small animals and that type of thing. I mean, he, they literally can herd bugs, uh, butterflies and dragonflies or different, and have them, you know, do unusual things or have a large amount show up in a certain area. They can do this with their energy. Um, and, you know, if, you know, people will say when you can feel this presence, there's like this energy force, or and you can, and it, it's easier to understand if you ever have had that feeling of this, of this presence, but how they manipulate and move things and guide things. But the um, connections are there; they will do anything they can to to help us, and whether it's dreams or signs, the communication is open and Mikey says that you know they are doing any way they can to help us whether they go through a friend to give a dream or a message or whatever they will do anything they can if they cannot reach their loved one because they are in such profound grief and what's hard is and I know this myself is the initial stages of grief are so difficult and they are very low vibrating emotions. And because of that, sometimes it is hard for them to reach us, to get to that level of lower vibration. And so they'll maybe go to someone else to give a message or to communicate, oh, right. Um, right. which will ultimately then that person tells us about the dream or sign that they had when that can help lift our vibration. 
for example, when after Mikey's accident, one of his friends from school had a dream, and she sent me this dream, and this was such a wonderful dream for me. She had a very, very vivid dream, and in the dream, all the kids were having a sleepover in Mikey's bedroom here at the house. Now, this is like 20 kids in his bedroom, and of course, this is a little <laughs> unrealistic, but anyway, right. she said we were all in his bedroom, and he walks in, and he has these huge angel wings, she said, <gasps> and of course, he's wearing his baseball cap, and he's smiling <laughs> from ear to ear, and he gave each one of his friends a feather out of his wing. And then she woke up, and on her pillow was laying one white feather (gasps) when she woke up. Now, this dream, and I'm just tingling all over because I know this is Mikey, (laughs) but anyway, this dream was so powerful for me. That, and she emailed me this dream, and I have saved that. I typed, I printed out that email and saved it in my journal because what a wonderful gift yes. that was for her, but for us. Because at yes. the time, we were still trying so hard. And yes, we were acknowledging signs, but this one for me was so profound. Yeah. And it helped me so much. That helped me, of course, giving me this hope, lifted my vibration a little bit you know the more we can let go of that heavy heavy grief the easier it is for them to ultimately communicate directly with us and so I stress strongly for people who are on the grief journey to get the appropriate help they need to help relieve some of this grief or to let go of blame and anger because really blame and anger doesn't change the situation. I mean, we have to ultimately get to the point of acceptance, as hard as this is, when we do lose a loved one. But if we truly know and understand that these loving connections are still very strong, and we will truly see and be with our loved ones again, this is huge, you know, and this helps us tremendously as we finish off our life roles while we're here. That is so profound, Carol. Thank you for saying all of that. It's very important if you are in grief to try to make sure you are clear on the fact that your loved one hasn't died. It is impossible for any human being to die. Our minds are what's important and our minds are eternal. They never began. They never will end. And your loved one is right there with you and trying very hard to help you understand that he or she is fine. And because Carol, I mean, Carol could have been very angry with the kid driving this uh, this ATV or whatever it was that tipped over and, and killed her son. She was never angry. She instead just wanted to know that Mikey was okay. And the loving connection allowed her to get these signs very early on, allowed her to make all of this work for her in a glorious way. I, I know this isn't the relationship you had hoped to have with your son, but this is still a glorious relationship, and it allows you to help so many people, Carol. At least there's some consolation in that. Oh, for sure. I mean, helping others has helped me so much, you have no idea. In fact, the first year after Mikey's passing, I think I was on a radio show already seven months after Mikey's accident at a local town here in Minnesota, 
Um, and I was behind the big microphone with the headsets. I was really having fun <laughs> with Mitch Carmody. And he always speaks about proactive grieving, how to make basically lemonade out of lemons, how to do something yes. in honor of your loved one to help somebody else. And this really does help you. And being on that radio show just seven months after Mikey's accident, talking about signs and trying then to give other people hope in knowing that this type of communication is happening and is occurring. And if we can just grasp it, it just helps us so much. That was so huge for me in the beginning, Roberta, because helping someone else was helping me. It just yes. it helped me feel better. And I just knew, well, now I really know, but I really knew even back then that this was real, that these yes. signs were my son and these signs that are occurring to other people, other loved ones. I know it. I know it. I know it. And that's one of my missions. You know, my favorite subject is signs. And I just want people to know truly what a gift this is. It is such a gift if we can receive it. And it's actually a very kind of a fun way to communicate. Because as Mikey says, they are creative. And they yes, are they are creative. creative. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, they're creative and they're fun-loving, and they they don't have to work for a living, and they're young and healthy and happy, and there's a ton of stuff to do where they are, which is one reason why if you don't acknowledge each sign or each thing that might conceivably be a sign, you'll stop getting them fairly soon because there's a lot for them to do there, much more fun stuff to do where they are now than here. And um, they're going to go on and do those things because time is so different there. We're, th- we're looking ahead to, you know, decades when we'll be without this person we love. From their perspective, it will seem as if no time has passed when you show up having died of old age. So it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not a hardship for them. They can check in on us anytime they want to, and they meanwhile can be having fun. So it's not fair, actually, when you think about it. But uh, but they miss us far less than we miss them. So encouraging them, as you do, Carol, to keep giving signs. I mean, Carol and her younger son and her husband have Mikey still in their lives seven years later, uh, at, at giving them daily signs and communicating with them frequently because they've always acknowledged what he's doing and they're encouraging that relationship. Uh, very important for all of us to do that. I'm so sorry. We're coming close to the end of our hour. Is there anything else Mikey wants us to know, Carol? Well, he I think he wants us still always, you know, to remember that love is the most important thing and that it's truly all about love. The more loving we are, the higher our vibration is. It's just, it's, you know, and, and when I think of some of these movies, oh, is it Star Trek or Star Wars where, you know, yes. may the force be with you and, yes. you know, this loving, powerful force. And he says, love is really the force. Is. Yes. Love yes. is the force. And he says, the force, <laughs> the source, God, whatever you want to call it, he says, it's just all about love. And, you know, his favorite song when he was here was Love Generation and, you know, peace and love to everybody you meet. And he was kind of, you know, he was one of those. He really liked that that message so much and he is still pushing that now. I think he was laying a foundation before he left with that message and basically he says that's just the main thing we've got to remember is just it's really all about love. There is nothing to fear here 
and that we truly will be and see our loved ones again. Our connections are strong. The more loving connections that we have, that's really what makes this communication available and possible for us. And he says, we are never alone. He says, always remember, we are never alone. And I think that's important when we get fearful or stressed about something that that they can feel that, they can feel our emotions, and they do care about us just like we care about them. And those connections just are never broken. And the only thing that ends up dying here is our earthly shell. And that's just what our vehicle is that we use while we're here. But we are absolutely eternal beings, and it's all about love. All about love. And you, you can meet Carol and Mikey uh, next year, next September, September 2015, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. The ASCSI conference will again be in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to ASCSI.com, for, .org rather, ASCSI.org for more information. Um, and there's a super early bird special now if you'd like to come to the conference. But Carol will be there. She'll be teaching the pendulum. And you, you'll, you'll get to meet Carol and Mikey in person, which, by the way, all by itself, is a great treat. Carol, thank you so much for being with us. And and Mikey, as always, um, you know how I feel about you. There's no even re- really any reason to say it. I, I'm so grateful to you. This is, a, this is a superb gift to the world, which is only now beginning, frankly. Um, he's, he's always young, and uh, Carol is young for a while longer, so they have much still to tell us. Watch for their book next year. Meanwhile, I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch about how the dead give us signs and how we can communicate with them, including some ways you've never heard of. They're astonishing. My novels include My Thomas, the story of the American Revolution from the perspective of Thomas Jefferson's beautiful marriage. He was married for 10 years. He grieved for the rest of his life. My Letters from Love are a series of romantic novels that follow three generations of a wealthy American family and explore how we can use what we're learning from the dead to make human life finally work after 10,000 years of going in the wrong direction. You'll find details about all my books plus my blog. Please read my blog. I love writing it, but it takes a lot of time, so I'd love it if you'd read it at robertagrimes.com. We've been talking with Carol Morgan and Mikey. If you want to know more about what a playful 20-year-old also, who is also an ascended being, has to say, they're writing a book. Stay tuned. I'll let you know when it comes out. Please join us next week. Our guest will be the wonderful medium and afterlife expert, Donna smith Moncrief. This is her second visit with us. She has a lot to tell us. Meanwhile, of course, afterlifeforums.com. There's a, there are always discussions there and people who are sympathetic and want to know what you think. Now, of course, as always, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and best of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.